the gun again on first down. Fires wide. Juan Daniels, touchdown, Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels. And you're listening to the DGD podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go dogs. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been too long. Oh my goodness! I there's a yes, lot to has. talk about. Yes, it a has. lot to uncover, man. A lot to uncover. Look, thank you, everybody. Welcome back to the DGD podcast. As always, NC DGD himself and Mister Juan Daniels. Juan, how was okay. how was the break, man? How was the break for you? It was great, man. This is uh, you know, this this is my favorite time of year. Um, you know, Georgia Bulldogs playing great in the in, in uh, November, and then it's uh. You know, my candy cane Tic Tacs, something Ooh. I get every year. Um, Tis you know, the comes season. Year. Tis the season, yeah. So um, all I want for Christmas is a, is a Georgia national championship. So uh, I, I think uh, that that's looking better and better as we uh, uh, as we go down this this, this stretch. I'm just going to let you know, if, if I get one wish for Christmas, I'm going to let you know right now. I want to be I want to be in that locker room of Florida. <laughs> listening to Kirby Smart, which we're going to talk about, by the way. Yeah. And yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. go in. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So stick around, Brigade. You know it's coming. I can't wait. to. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to talk about that. But look, let's go ahead. Look, obviously today brought to you by Lots of Rain Watches. Um, you know, use code DGD at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Lot-Terrain, T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Check them out. Let's go ahead and get started. There's a lot to uncover. Obviously, we were not having shows last week. Um, obviously, with you know taking a little break, right? What were your thoughts on the Missouri game? Um, you, you know, we we came out and we did what we were supposed to do. We absolutely dominated them. The 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 sad part for Missouri is you know just kind of like we talked about you know a, a couple of weeks ago. They just aren't a very good football team. Um, and, and, and then when you go up against the Missouris of the world, everybody talks about you have a weak schedule and, you know, you're, you're not playing, uh, uh, strong enough teams, but maybe you should look at it as, Hey, maybe Georgia is just that dominant. Um, and, and I just think that they came out and they dominated them. Um, I, I was talking to some friends about the, even the Tennessee game. I said, you know, Tennessee is going to come out with that fast pace. You know, they, they may get a couple on us, but after we adjust, I mean, it's just going to be, you know, light, lights out. So going from Missouri to Tennessee, guess what? Georgia's been doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. I, I'm just going to say this right here. Two field goals, kind of, you know, kind of a little bit disappointment, right, considering how bad Missouri's been. Yep. I'm not going to waste my time talking about Missouri because there's also another recap that just happened this past Saturday that I really want to get about. And, and listen, I'm just going to let you know right now. Tennessee wore black to their own funeral. They did not follow what Georgia <laughs> happened in, in two, they did not see what happened in 08 with Georgia. Right. Right. And so so basically I'm hearing Vince Gill in my headset right now. Go rest high on that mountain because Georgia killed him at home. Yeah, uh, that's true. Why you why you chose homecoming for the dogs? Peyton Manning. Look, I'm just saying. I don't know why you did it, but you know, to 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 the credit here, I, and we'll talk a little bit about this right now. I have to give credit for that for that Tennessee team because under Heupel, they are legitimately better than I thought they were going to be, moving it faster than I thought they would. Um, 
and that's that's figuratively and literally, especially yeah. on offense. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and I'm not saying anything because there is a moral victory here scoring 17 on Georgia. Uh, you still got killed, but you scored 17, uh, which is a trend this year so far. Uh, who can score the most on Georgia's defense? Yeah. Uh, that's the victory in itself. Um, you know, but you had mentioned that we haven't played nobody. You hear that I've heard this almost every week. It, it's the same song and dance. And honestly, I look at it as a good thing because now we're starting to get into this realm where you where you, with your Bamas and in and, and Clemson's and your elite teams, they hear this all the time. So now is a good time to understand, embrace it. Understand that it can get agitating. I understand. But nonetheless, it's something that we better get used to because I think it's here to stay. Every week, this is a test. This is a test. They're going to get tested. This is the week. Can Georgia, you know, but then as soon as we dominate, do what we expect to do, they didn't play nobody weeks down the road. Looking at teams, looking at Clemson, looking at, Arkansas, Kentucky, right? I look at it this way. We can't help what happens after we play them. We look at what happens when we play them. We played a top three team in Clemson. What happened afterwards? Not on us, but we played them at their healthiest point, and we dominated them, even though the score was a very ugly score. It was a baseball score. Nonetheless, we still dominated. Two, you look at Arkansas. Top 15 matchup. No, yeah, top yeah, top 15. I think they were 11th or 12th. No, that's, I believe they were eight at the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They Sorry. Were eight. They were Kentucky eight was 11. That's it. That's it. Top 10 matchup. This is a test. They haven't seen Arkansas. I'm telling you, they're going to do that 37 nothing. Arkansas. Oh, 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 oh. Backtrack, 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 backtrack. Kentucky, same way. Nah. I, I, you know what, to my credit, though, I'm, I'm going to say this. I gave them credit because they have a, an efficient offense. And guess what? To this to this point, they had the best game plan, in my opinion, to score on Georgia. Now, they just didn't score enough. Obviously, Tennessee getting 17. Right. But Kentucky, oh, this offense, they, I think they, you know, no. It's the same song and dance all year. But then you go back and look at it. We haven't played nobody. Georgia just exposes and they break teams' will to play. That's all it is. That's all it is. What are your thoughts on that, though? Because it's the same thing. In my opinion, I feel like you're hearing the same thing over and over and over. Maybe it's something I feel like we need to embrace, but what are your thoughts on it? I mean, uh, again, uh, these are top teams when we play them. Um, and everybody's giving them all this type of praise. And then, of course, when they get exposed and get absolutely crushed, then next thing you know, it's, oh, we just haven't played such a great team. And then they were looking at offensive rankings, you know, and, and, and you know, where they rank offensively. Well, after they play Georgia, I mean, they go down like significantly. I mean, their passing yards, their rushing yards, the number of first downs, the points that they have. I mean, it, it is a significant drop. And so. Uh, if, if that's all they have, if that's all they have to say, I, I'm I'm completely fine with that. What I love about this team is there's not been a game 
where we said, oh, here comes Georgia playing that Georgia football. You know, here they're, you know, they're they're backtracking or they're 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 backsliding into that old Georgia football. It has not been that. It has been complete domination each and every game. Look, I'll tell you right now. Obviously, ten and zero, uh, first time since '82 that we have went undefeated in SEC play. History was made Saturday. Um, you know, and honestly, look, it's crazy to me to believe that in this Tennessee game we gave up 17 points with a flu bug. That's really that's really the biggest deterrent to this defense. What's stopping us the most? The flu. Because let's be honest. I watched I watched Jalen Carter, sick as a dog, manhandle players. Yeah. If you saw if you saw the clip on the tape or whatever of him just legitimately pushing that running back like he was a ragdoll with that fever. Yeah. That's scary. That is scary. And I don't expect this flu to last months at a time. So you know people are going to get healthy, right? Things like right, that. Right. I'm telling you right now. That's a bad sign to see to give up 17 points at, at, when we're at our worst, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's insane. It really is. Um, but I do want to talk about the Tennessee game. I'm over the I'm over the Missouri game. There's that was just expected. Missouri is terrible. I do want to focus on Tennessee because well, it's it's the Vols and we hate the Vols here too. Uh, so let's give our game ball section here. We're going to go to the game ball segment. One game ball, who are you giving it to? I'll let you go first, one. James Cook. I mean, if, if we go back to preseason uh, and, and, and just talking about the, the Clemson game, you know, I, I just said James Cook out of the backfield is, you know, he, he's unstoppable. There's nobody that can guard him. You can line him up as a wide guy, which they did. They lined him up at a wide guy. You have to bring a linebacker out there. He just go, He just blows right by him. He is a difficult guard. He's just – you know, he he changes the game completely. So mine's going to James Cook. I'm going Channing Tindall. I love – look, what I'm seeing from James Cook has been four years in the making. I love what I'm seeing, by the way. I'm not saying anything about it. I, I'm telling you right now, I love what James Cook did. But Channing Tindall, if I had to be different here, Channing Tindall earned every bit of a damn game ball to me. Three sacks, one forced fumble, and my man played his ass off. And you're looking at the game where we didn't know who at the time had the, the flu or whatever because, you know, they mentioned numbers, but they didn't say who. Obviously, we knew Jalen at, at the time during the game. But, you know, I'm looking at guys that, you know, had an impact, right? I, I think Jordan Davis didn't play as much of an impact that you would think normally. Uh, leads me to believe I think he had it maybe, but I'm not not – He's saying yes or no there, but um, you know, but Chan Nintendo had a damn game and a half mm -hmm. and really shut down their offense. Uh, but there's also a personnel change as we segment out of our game ball segment. Some per in-game changes, right? Subs uh in-game adjustments on defense more so than anything, really set well, there was a couple, one offensively and a little bit on defense. I'll go into that a little bit later really changed the outcome of this game. Uh, obviously, watching the game, look, Tennessee missed some shots. Second play, perfect example, perfect touchdown, overthrow. When you're playing Georgia, you can't miss, especially that wide open. But neither here nor there. Looking at, you know, the adjustment move, uh, obviously, Breeny got caught looking. 
Kirby did not hesitate to sit here and, and really make the adjustment, putting Dan Jackson back at safety, moved Chris Smith down to the star. And after those, after that, I think it was like the third drive or whatever. After that, you really saw the defense clamp down. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> how much of that was, you know, adjustments and getting comfortable with what they were presenting. Look, after those first. But really, to me, defensively, we saw that change take place once we saw that adjustment. And I think ultimately that's what really stymied their uh, offense. Uh, what were your thoughts on that adjustment? I don't know if you paid attention to it or not. Yeah, I, 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 actually, I actually did. I mean, you know, we had, uh, like you said, you get caught looking. We had a couple of pass interference um, 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 plays. One of the things that that makes this Georgia team different is most teams are trying to do their adjustments at halftime. They're trying to figure it out. Uh, whereas you see that they're identifying something right away and they're not afraid to make those adjustments, not afraid to make those changes. And then, like you said, they, they, they clamp down. And again, that, that first, those first couple of drives, I mean, were, were we able to, you know, adjust, you know, and, and, and understand that speed we weren't. Um, and then too, like on one of the drives, you see Jordan Davis, you know, he, he, he went down. And so not, not to say that he, you know, did that to try to, you know, try to slow that pace, but um, you, you know, uh, once those adjustments took place, um, it was a completely different game. And that's what other teams have not been able to do against Tennessee is make those game time, you know, in-game adjustments. They'd have to wait to halftime to figure out personnel wise, who do we need to put where, who do we need to switch up or what needs to take place? And Kirby did that right away. You know, also, I do want to look in while we're talking defense here before we transition over to the offense. But Kirby Kirby played this as about as good as you can imagine. Uh, knowing tempo, right, that's the key word for tempo is their T word uh, on offense. The fact that when they substituted, Kirby substituted, right, but he took advantage of it by letting these guys almost walk off the field. Yep. Because – as you know, the ref has to wait for both teams to substitute. That right there, to me, that subtle move of sportsmanship saved our defense, gave them gave them life uh, yep. when you needed a break, uh, especially in game because you know there was a lot of times where you had to keep the same guys out because of how fast they were going. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you could. You know, we got called for uh, multiple guys. Obviously, the twelve men on the field or whatever. Jordan trying to run from the far side. So basically you were limited to short side substitutions. Yep. And, and that's a testament to their tempo, like I said. Uh, So Kirby took that and and ran with it and played it perfectly, uh, giving these guys uh, a break, but also what happened on offense, you sustainability, standing drives and the ability to score, obviously a ton of, or I wouldn't say a ton of points, but uh, the ability to maintain drives, kept the defense off the field, kept them fresher than what they obviously with the flu, you know, that was huge because if our offense is lacking, right. It, it creates all sorts of chaos on the defense. To me, Nicobe Dean looked gassed and, you know, and it's hard to see him get gas and to see him do that, you know, they were, they were moving. Yeah. There's no, there's no way to simulate that in practice. I mean, there, there's just not, I mean, you, you can try to use your scout team. Sometimes you can try to use your, you know, your, your first or second string guys, but you cannot simulate that in practice. And so it, it makes it, makes it difficult. But even when you just talked about offensively, you know, Stetson Bennett's legs uh, kept those drives going. I mean, a, a lot of times where, you know, we were sure going to be a third and out, uh, three and out. 
he goes, takes off, runs around the end, gets the first down. You know, same thing when he ran in for the touchdown. So those are little, you know, intangible things that, you know, that it means a lot and it gives that defense rest and it just gives, you know, uh, uh, Georgia that extra edge when it actually comes to, you know, just completely just, you know, uh, owning these only these football games. You know, and obviously we talked about the defensive adjustments in game, which leads me to the offensive adjustment on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, <clears throat> to me, early, the interior offense, the interior of the offensive line was getting manhandled, and it mm -hmm. was obvious. Uh, and this is against a defense that just played the week before 99 snaps, and you were still getting manhandled. And honestly, the interior of this offensive line has been a vulnerability ever since Tate Rattledge went down. Um, but there's another guy that he didn't get a game ball, but damn, he he played his ass off, and that's Xavier Trust uh, filling in for McClendon. Um, I love Warren McClendon, uh, not Went McClendon, uh, Erickson, sorry. I love Erickson, but to me, at right guard, he just isn't the guy. Yeah. He just isn't the yeah. guy. And we noticed uh, that at Clemson. I mean, that was, you know, and that yeah. was the, the one of those issues that we were having, you know, when it came to that Clemson game and, and, and our, our worries. And then, you know, even going, you know, when we played, you know, the, the lesser teams, the UABs and all that, it just, you know, it was just evident that, you know, that that was definitely a weak spot. And, you know, honestly, looking at that right there, like I'm, I'm not going to bash a kid, but when you become that kind of vulnerable, when you're that liability, unfortunately, you know, to me, you know, you have to make those changes. And, you know, I, I think Luke loves Erickson. I understand that. But in this game, especially at the time that the change was made, Sesson did not have time to really do anything. No. Really didn't. And, you know, the make and obviously with Jamari Sawyer out, that really limited the offensive line um, in regards to getting the right guys in there. Because let's be honest, if, if he's healthy and he's back, I don't think it's as much of an issue. But with him being out, obviously you're kind of a little bit less on the depth, right? But moving trust into the right guard and keeping Schaefer there and things like that. Look, he came in and made some great blocks that opened up James Cook to have the game that he did. And really, if you notice, it also helped allow Stetson some time to throw the ball. Yep. That change on the offensive line changed our offense because, in my opinion, we were able to move the ball. I mean, we, we were able to move the ball regardless. But it really, in my opinion, opened up time to give Stetson the ability to see the field. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. To me, that, that, that helped boost the offense to the point where we were able to get away and – once we were, you know, once we scored, we knew we were going to score. It was just how we were going to do it. And once we were able to get that lead, there was no question. Once we that change was made, you saw a lot more time to make, you know, protection changes, things like that. However, I do have a, I have something about Stetson that I do not like, and that is running back so far. I've talked about Bonex doing this. I don't like that. He got saved by that horse collar tackle. To me, that drive, he was just careless with the ball. And um, that's something you can't do. Uh, I don't care what the score of the game is. You still cannot do that. Yeah. He's, um, you know, fortunately for, for Stetson, he's afforded mistakes be just because of how good our defense is. I mean, that's just, you know, that, that, that that's one of those things. Um, and uh, I, at least I can say that from, you know, from where he was last year, that there has been a maturity level, but of course, you know, you're always going to have your lapses. And, and, and those things are lapses and, and those things can be momentum changers um, because that, that was a, you know, you know, at a, at a, 
at a crucial, you know, time of the game, you know, when, when, when that took place. So I totally, totally get that. And, and honestly, like, you know, I'm, you can be nitpicky, right? I, I think that's the case, right? I've been wanting to see JT Daniels, but we're not seeing him. And, you know, may, I don't know, maybe to me, I, I was thinking that, you know, it was JT not being 100% healthy and, and just trying to preserve it. I'm also looking at it this way. Maybe against Tennessee, Stetson fit the game plan better because there were several plays that we saw where he made plays with his feet. Tennessee started rushing, you know, forced forced Stetson to stand there with the ball. And that right there opened you know, they were rushing three and dropping a ton back into coverage and and trying to make him hold the ball and and read and do what they had to do. That opened his legs up. And with JT, I don't know if that's the case. Now, there were some passes that, you know, obviously I think you remember this drive uh, where A.D. Mitchell turned in to be the man that drive. But, you know, the 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 errant throw, I wouldn't say errant throw, but um, the, the inaccuracy on that throw to Bowers, which, let's be honest, that catch was ridiculous. It was nice, Bowers. yeah. I can't believe um, they didn't give it to him. Oh, man, I wanted that so bad. That was beautiful. <clears throat> um, obviously, called it incomplete. But then you see – you see him fix himself in that drive. You see accurate throws, ballsy throws, right? Right. AD Mitchell, tight window, bam, move the move the ball down the field. AD gets look after look after look. And then the the touch on that James Cook touchdown pass was ridiculous. I loved yeah. how it was just perfect touch right where he could get it. And it was just beautiful pass. I love that. You know, I love that. Obviously, he bounced back from that inac- or that incompletion because let's be honest, we wouldn't have saw that pass and saw those the uh, the adjustments that he made if if he hits that pass because Bowers was hitting his head on the goalpost, but the pass was just yeah. not there. Um, yeah, yeah. Which leads me to question here: I want to see Darnell get more passes. Like what we're, what I'm seeing with Bowers, I'm not going to take that. Like I'm not going to take it and make it a bad thing. But I want to see Darnell get some passes. And obviously, looking at the rest of the season, I think now, or this coming up Saturday and next against Georgia Tech, there's no reason not to sit. But, um, yeah, kind of looking around here, I do. We haven't talked to the brigade, and we haven't saw what they're talking about. It's been so long. The brigade has been ready for this, I think. And let's go back and look at some comments that we're seeing here. Um Going back a little bit earlier, I saw uh, Tennille, uh mentioned the only ranking that makes sense is Georgia being number one. And I completely agree with that. I completely yep. agree. <laughs> I agree with that, too. And then you, you, you have Miriam here that says the only thing that concerns her um, with Stetson is that, you know, he, he does. He takes sacks, you know, and he gets kind of inaccurate under pressure. Um, but he hits the long ball just just great. And, and, and here's the pattern I'm, I'm starting to notice with, with, with Kirby that can be a little bit concerning when it actually comes to JT Daniels is we have kind of had this situation before where we had Jacob Eason and Jacob Eason goes and just kind of gets hurt. And next thing you know, it's, it's, it's the from show. Um, Jace, Jacob Eason then goes and transfers and uh, you're just kind of left with, with Jake from who unfortunately, you know, was not able to finish the deal and uh, it, it's just kind of concerning. I just don't understand the logic when it comes to what Kirby's doing from a quarterback standpoint. And I know he's the head coach and, and they have a winning formula. But, you know, when it comes to looking at the future of, of Georgia, that's where you just kind of get in trouble. And that's where we ended up with, you know, with Fromm 
is his senior year. I mean, it was just an absolute disaster. Um, we let Justin, you know, Justin Fields go, but that same year, you know, Jacob Eason gets, you know, gets drafted pretty high. Um, and we just let Jacob Eason go just, you know, that, that's the only thing that concerns me um, with, with Kirby's pattern on how he's actually, you know, using his, using his quarterbacks. Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, now that you talked about Kirby, we're going to go on a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some audio that got leaked out. <laughs> we're going to talk about it pretty, pretty damn in depth. Uh, but we're going to take a break real fast. And on the flip side of that, we're going to talk about this leaked audio. Be right back. They say every watch tells a story, family, moments, lifetimes. With La Terrain, this is a watch that spans generations, not just from where it came from, but for where it will go. Knowing one of these, having one of these, is what? Being a professional, being casual, and being you is all about. From our family to yours, La Terrain. And we're back. I'm going to jump right into it, Juan. I'm going to jump right into this because I'm telling you right now. We're going to play this clip. We're about to play a clip of the leaked audio. And I'm just going to let you know now. It is not suitable for work. NSFW warning, folks. Uh, if you have young kids, please, earmuffs is all I'm going to say, because there's some choice words that are used pretty proficiently and, and, and abundantly at this point. Um, but we're going to play it, and then we're going to break it down and discuss it. So after this, we're going to talk about the Coach Kirby Smart leaked audio. I want to run through a brick fucking wall. <laughs> Jump right. out of a building. Jump out of a My building. God. If you're all right, so if that's your first time listening, this was a leak. This was leaked uh, a couple days ago, uh, apparently from uh, the game at Florida in Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, Kirby was fired up, uh, even though we had just, you know, we were, uh, you know, ahead. I think it was twenty-four to ten at that point, uh, or twenty-four nothing. Sorry, my fault. Um, Look, I'm telling you right now, there's negative and positives with leaked, you know, leaked media, leaked things like that. This right here, I don't see it being negative one bit. You played with them. What are your thoughts? If 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 you have a problem with, with anything that he said, the manner in which he said it, his language and all that, go do something else. Really, just go... You know, go 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 play cornhole, 
you know, shoot marbles, go do something, go do something else like that right there. Like you just talked about, that makes me want to run through a brick wall. I would love to have played under a coach that had that much fire, that much enthusiasm and that just much. It, it was just crazy when he just said, you know, you just break them, make them not want to come out and, 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 and play again. And they did just that. That electricity that 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 sent through was 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 absolutely amazing. Whoever leaked the video is a classic clown. Um, they just want to stir stuff and they're just lame. They probably hate Georgia with with, with a passion. Um, but that, that's what you're going to get when you're on top. You know, when you are in the spotlight, you're going to have some clowns that want to bring you down and be all, oh, well, this guy, he's cursing. So I don't know. Um, I'll take that any day, all day long, all day long. I think your audio is out. I can't hear your. But you got, you know, Kirby, Kirby's visor says, if you have an issue with that, you know, how are you even a you know, fan of football to begin with? And, 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 and I, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, we have Jay Shipes that was saying that uh, Muschamp leaked that video. It was, it, it was planned, but um, I don't care who, who leaked that video. There's, there, there's no difference from that. Um, and, you know, when you had that Drew Brees, they had their little, you know, their little huddle and they'd be like one, two, you know, and everybody would just get all excited and just get ramped up and revved up. But um, that that's something right there that you can listen to before going into a workout, uh, doing some intramural things or, or, or whatever you want to go out there and do. Um, that right there was absolutely exciting. I would listen to that absolutely all day. And Tanil, you were right. Kirby 100% meant it. And guess what? They did exactly that. They broke them to the point to where they were, you know, they struggled last week uh, against a, a Samford team. They allowed uh, 56 something points. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Robert, I don't know if you were if you were back on. Robert is still having some um, some some technical difficulties, but uh, you know, um, uh, uh, again, um, you know, uh, Patrick Oliver, you're right. You know that that's exactly what he told him. Jermaine uh, was in the chat too, just you know, just showing just that 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 type of excitement. So who would not want to be um, in a situation to play for the dogs? Who right now is not fired up as a fan? Because I'm definitely fired up as a uh, as a fan. You know, Kirby. You know, Kirby Visor says, you know, Kirby walks it, he talks it, he teaches it, and he preaches it, and I'll be doggone, he definitely does. And uh, we got Miriam said, I know they won't, but I wish they'd play it before the games at Sanford. I promise you right now you would hear an absolute roar that is just out of this world. The crowd would absolutely go nuts. You'll probably see people body surfing in, in, in Sanford Stadium just being that excited. Uh, but you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I get chills. Um, just, just thinking about that. And I think, uh, I think, uh, Robert is back that I am God, I'm out of technical difficulties, man. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm telling you right now, when you hear that, look, and, and honestly, I don't understand how you can take it negatively outside no. of the language. It doesn't matter because I'm telling you right now, 
football players, they don't care about that language. They That hypes them up. Chris Milton, right, we had him on the show for Veterans Day special, preached it. The players loved it. In my opinion, I know, Juan, you had mentioned that, you know, somebody could have leaked it, just try to put some negative publicity there. It would not surprise me for somebody within the program to post this, like leak this out, because everything is calculated. There's no way to sit here and and turn this negatively. You're right. Even players' parents love that fear and enthusiasm, and I would not be surprised if he sits there and has that in his office for these next batch of recruits coming in, these elite recruits. Out of nowhere, just hear that shit. Yeah, I, I hear. I have a I have a son that's going to Stanford, um, but but if 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 he were a, a Georgia player and I heard that you know Kirby was saying something like that, I would just be fired up. And if if my son was not fired up just as much, I'd be like, something is wrong with you, buddy. Something is absolutely wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you went through this, and Kirby did as well. When Florida would just beat the shit out of Georgia, and he doesn't forget about that. And when you take things like that personally, because he understands what it's like to lose against Florida. So anytime that he can beat the shit out of him and break them bitches, as it was obviously clear and abundant in that, in that leaked audio, I'm for it. I mean, you see, you see the, oops, sorry. You see this G. Yeah. I see, I see the dogs G. on your shirt. <laughs> Anybody within the Georgia football program, if you have a problem with that, check your fan card. Right. Right. Exactly. Check your fan card. Uh, and Kirby, Kirby and Visor, perfect, perfect, perfect. Rival fans are saying they wish that, that that was their team's coach saying it. And you know what? I heard it myself too. So I have to agree with that because it's exactly true. I heard, I even heard it from Florida guys saying that they wish that was them. And I'll tell you right now. So tell me, tell me if you can. I'll wait. Anybody in the brigade want to talk to me about this? Tell me how it's negative. I'll wait. I'll wait because it's not because I'm telling you right now, you know what? It's not this leaked audio is not Dan Mullen dancing on TikTok. <laughs> we saw how cringeworthy that was. Right, right, right. It's not Dabo doing the Dabo got that drip. It's not that shit either. Now, I don't see Dabo being on the same level as as Dan Mullen. But let's be honest. If I hear that leaked audio, it has some choice words. Sure, I get it. But like we said, as soon as we played it. I'm still wanting to run through a brick wall right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. this is what it is. That's yeah. what it is. You you can't you cannot be you you cannot be excited you know be excited just to go and just absolutely feel that passion because he has a passion uh, for for beating beating Florida and and if those kids had, didn't have that passion after hearing that you, you almost have to you absolutely almost have to. Now, look, the only thing, the only downfall to this, and I've heard this before, is you hear that level of speech and you only go out and put 10 more points on the board. I get that, but we still outscored Florida yeah. in the second half. Nonetheless, nonetheless. I mean, it was zero to fucking zero. Not really, but you get what I mean. <laughs> uh, Patrick Oliver, perfect example. It is negative for everyone wishing Kirby was their leader. Yep. Damn, what an accurate statement. Love it. Well, love, love, God. love it. Uh, <clears throat> Jermaine King. Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Sintel. He does his show uh, Wednesday nights uh, on the Dog Nation platform. Um, he, he had Bear Alexander uh, on there doing an interview and talking with the uh, Dog Nation faithful and everything. Uh, and he 
you know, he heard the clip or whatever, saw the clip, and then texted Jeff said, that's my coach. Perfect example of how this is a positive recruiting effort for Kirby. And look, let's be honest. Georgia's in a situation where we recruit at an elite level anyway. This is only going to fire things up. So from now until national or early signing day, I'm telling you right now, shit's about to get spicy. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. And then uh, you, Joel says the narc is a, you know, and nobody needs their <laughs> nobody needs their, their their negativity. You could just kind of read through the lines. But 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 you're absolutely right. Um, it, it is somebody that is is negative unless it was something that was, you know, that was done on purpose. But, you know, they, they you, you have a lot of people that just want to see downfall. They, they just want to see they just want to hate. They just want to be upset. Um, um, but I'm telling you what, uh, whatever Georgia's got going on, you can now tell it starts in the locker room. And if you're hearing speeches like that in the locker room, I, I tell you what, any team that 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 Georgia's playing against, you better beware because it's uh, things are about to get really, really bad for you. I'm, I'm telling you right now, in, in my head, I have a, I have another speech, a halftime speech from a player, not a coach at the time, that was so moving and motivational and emotional that made me as not, and this is coming from a team that I don't even care for a hundred percent, but the Ed Reed speech, when you heard, when, when you, do you remember this? When he's like, I'm yes, hurt, yes. y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me if I'm right. Why can you say dominate and we ain't doing it. That right there. If, if I'm telling you right now, if you haven't heard that, you definitely are missing out and you need to find that because that is one of those speeches where there's so much emotion and and so much passion behind it to me that right there is what builds team relationship and camaraderie and just make you go and give it your best because if i'm not mistaken that was the year they won a national title if i'm yep. not mistaken that team was arguably the best nfl or the best college team you'll ever see on the field yep ever yep. but it just shows you that even with the face of adversity those guys had a chip on their shoulder and they they played with so much emotion. Their level, their standard was so high that if anything less than their standard of perfection was going on and you didn't absolutely obliterate and dominate your opponent. Right, right, right. That level of emotion came out. That right there is a sign of a national title contending team. Oh, yeah. That right. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you. I am telling you, Juan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I need to hear what I need to hear. I'd love to talk to Joaquin about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, they, 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 they expect it. They expect it. Yeah. And that's what elite, that's what national title contenders and national title championship teams. That's that's what they're made of. That's their that's their makeup, their foundation. Those those principles, that level of the standard, all these all these sayings and, and things like that. That means everything. And the fact that I'm seeing these guys doing that on that same level and it starts from the coach down at this point, that right there tells me it's our fucking year. Yeah. <clears throat> as, yeah as it, 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 it's our year. And now, you know, we, we, we have a, a, a great recruiting problem because you know what? We can go out there, we can sift through and we can get those killers, get those assassins that Alabama's and the Clemson's have been getting from year after year. And now we're getting those people that have that same type of passion that as soon as you hear a speech like that, you are ready to go and absolutely stomp. Um, 
you know, absolutely stump those uh, th- those those other players that are out there. And I, I think that is definitely what is happening. But one of the things as well, too, and to kind of break this down even more, the maturity, discipline. You hear those words in there. It matters. It matters. You know, how easy is it for someone? How is How easy is it? And you've played in games like this. You know you're the better team, and you know they're doing everything they can to try to antagonize you to do stupid shit. Don't say nothing. Point at the scoreboard. It, it's so cliche, but it's so true that you have to you have to uh, live by that. Yeah. And you know the fact that you know Kirby, you hear him say, you know, don't say shit. Just point to this. Point to the scoreboard. Don't say anything because you're disciplined. That right there, you hear that. Like I said, you hear that passion behind just that statement too. He demands excellence, but it's not even him. It's the players demand that level from everybody else. It trickled down from the seniors all the way to the freshmen. And that right there is a testament to how the culture at Georgia is different from everywhere else outside of maybe Bama because I think th- I think this is the perfect Saban model, uh, replica, if you want to say. Yeah, but, if, if, but, but look at it. Kerr, uh, you know, uh, Saban got people that were killers. So if you look at all of these coaches that he, you know, he had, even Muschamp, a killer, go, you know, even though he was not as successful at South Carolina, Kirby is a killer. Um, you've got, uh, you, you know, all these guys that are going out there that have, you know, minds of we need to stomp and crush, absolutely stomp and, and, and crush. And now it becomes about recruiting. Who's going to get the recruits? And unfortunately, Sarkeesian up at Texas, he he's, he doesn't have the recruits. Uh, he won't get those for he won't get those for a while. But Not Kirby after does. That beat down by Kansas. Oh Ooh, man, that was absolutely just boy. Oh boy, that was that was that was bad. That that was bad. But then you, then you look at you look at uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, uh, up at Texas A and M. Um, he came from that same model. He's the first you know a, a Saban assistant that was able to beat him. But if you look at that front of Texas A and M, I mean they just dominated Alabama, and I can guarantee you that either before the game or at halftime, Jimbo Fisher probably had a like a like uh, message that Kirby had when it actually came to Alabama. I could guarantee you he did. And those boys came out there and and, and put it on Alabama. So Kirby, it, it's, it's his turn. It's his time. It is his time. I doubt I no doubt. <clears throat> I mean, look, Kirby is a vocal coach. He's um, even the hot mic. He, he is vocal for this hot mic. Uh <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but uh, everybody heard it on ESPN uh, about the the penalty. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, that was to me that was funny, and I was like, yeah. "That's typical Kirby." Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. The ref was dumb to open his mic up. Just saying, <laughs> um, which was funny to me. Uh, you know, but looking at this right here, you talked about recruiting, right? I, we we I think we're both under the assumption that it's positive for recruiting, and it benefits Georgia because you have a player that played in the times of Florida, you kept getting your ass beat year after year. It was consecutive. You never want to lose, especially as a competitor, but to your rival, it's worse. And Spurrier was a guy that never let up. He never let up. So it was basically, oh, you're down? All right, I'm going to break your nose. Oh, I broke your nose? All right, now I'm going for your neck. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to destroy you. I'm coming to end you, uh, break your will, whatever you want to call it. Kirby has that mentality, especially when it comes to Florida. So for me, that's something I would expect to hear. 
from him because of the fact that you, like I said, y'all played together. You know, he takes that shit personally. You can see yeah. it, and now it's now it's completely evident that he takes it personally, and it's transferred from his playing days to his coaching days. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, a hundred percent. But think about it too. You, you be, um, just transition because Steve Berger hated Georgia. He was at Florida uh, on the Heisman Trophy, but he was 0 for 4 against Georgia. And so it was his life's mission to punish Georgia every chance he got. And he did that uh, while he was which kind of flipped where Kirby was like, I'm, I'm so sick of losing to Florida. I think he beat him one time um, the, the whole time that, you know, that, that he was there. And he just got sick of it. And so now the tides have turned again, and it's our job to, to punish Florida each and every time that we that we can I don't see it going back the other way um i just see kirby continuing to, to get better and better better recruits better coaches coaching um and and this this georgia machine is about to just to just you know just be up there for quite some time you know, Patrick says that Kirby took Mullen's lunch money hey, and there, stuffed it in the locker. I'm going to add more to it. I am here. Can you hear me? I think Robert may be in some uh, – uh, yeah. Not, so I think we're good now, perhaps. Uh, so, are we good? Yeah, we're oh, good. God, I, yeah, I am telling you <laughs> what, man. Damn, as as KTG would say, as KTG say would say, damn. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm telling you right now. You know, kind of taking it here. Right. Uh, you know, Patrick had mentioned taking his lunch money. Uh, I'm going to add you one to it. He gave him a swirly, too. So I'm going to say. Because <laughs> it's not looking good for Florida, man. It's not looking good it's whatsoever looking with Florida. It's not looking good. Um, and obviously, we've talked enough about reviews of the games. We've talked about this leaked video. Um, or audio, I should say. Uh, and Tanil brings it up a perfect point. Terrible years. Uh, she was at the game in 97 when they broke the seven-game losing streak. Yeah. It's the same way with Tennessee, right? The hobnail boot and, 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 and when you get beat by your rivals for so long, it becomes to a tipping point. And George has been known to break those tipping points in epic fashion. Uh, but let's go ahead and do this. So, obviously, today we're, we're going to hold off on the Q&A. Uh, we'll save it for tomorrow. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about – I don't look, we're going to briefly talk about – uh, Charleston Southern, because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a, a damn bloodbath. Vegas refused to put point spread out. <laughs> That's telling right there. That's telling. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about the Charleston Southern game, but I, I want to talk more about recruiting tomorrow. Um, There's some rumblings going on and maybe what we should expect moving forward for the rest of the season, because let's be honest, next two games, you could sleepwalk into there. I, I don't expect it, but you could sleepwalk and still beat these teams by 40 points. Yeah. Uh, tech is terrible. Charleston Southern, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Um, 
So we'll talk a little, we'll talk more about recruiting because there's been some huge recruiting talk. A uh, couple of names that are going to come to mind, which we'll bring up tomorrow. Uh, but for today's show, we're going to wrap it up. And obviously, we're going to end on this note right here. When it comes to Florida, George is going to break them bitches. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Juan, if, actually, I'm going to let Juan end us today with some wise words for the day leading into tomorrow. Juan, do you have anything to say to, uh, to head us out with, man? Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. Let's just break them bitches. <laughs> that's, that's the best it, I it got. Just, yeah. It doesn't apply to just Gators. All right? Yeah. This is everybody. It's everybody. 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 Championship or bust. No, you damn right about that. Yes, sir. On that note, though, guys, I hope everybody has a great day. Make sure to check out DGDpodcast.com. Find us. Watch us on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Daily Motion now as well. Um, like I said, DGDpodcast.com. You can listen to us on podcasts wherever you get them. Make sure to like, subscribe, whatever your platform prefers to do. It matters, as in recruiting matters. Tell that to Toby Dan. <laughs> uh, anyways. Have a great day. Juan, looking forward to you talking back here tomorrow, man. And go dogs. Go dogs. This is the DGD podcast. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs>